Hello everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. So this week, our Prairie Doc topic is preventative health and preventative medicine. Uh, Kind of back to the basics and the important things that we can all be doing to stay on top of our health. Absolutely. You know, it's it uh, can be easy to start to just concentrate on things that are bothering you. And uh, but it's really important to, you know, at least once a year, uh, concentrate or have a visit to talk about all those preventative care things where, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So, you know, in our healthcare system where it's, it, we're always focusing on too much on problems and we spend way too much money way too late where it could have been a lot cheaper, easier and, fa- and faster mm-hmm. uh, if treated with some prevention on the, on the early end. Right. Yeah. Why do we do that? Let something just kind of keep going, keep going. Like, I know this needs attention, but I'm just going to let it go as long as I can until it's really a problem. I think we, we do that because sometimes and a lot of time it'll go away. Sure. Because, you know, our bodies are, are wonderful and there's a lot of things that will heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's mm-hmm. some things that 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 won't heal themselves. Um and, uh, and there's some things that we can do to, to keep ourselves healthy. And we're not just talking about cancer screenings or immunizations. I mean, diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, I don't need to go to the doctor to know that I need to eat healthy and exercise. But, you know, there might be some things that just kind of help give you extra motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out that your cholesterol is higher or your blood pressure is higher. Or... Um, there might be some strategies or things you can talk about that find, oh, wow, yeah, that, that'll help me out. Or that, you know, li- and little by little, it adds up and you've made a big change. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it can help. Yeah, and everything's so connected. You know, if, you're, if you have an issue with your foot that's bothering you, uh, it's hard to get out and do some of those exercises. So maybe if you can get those things addressed, you can right. get out and do what you need to be doing. You bet. Right. So tell us about the television show you have planned for tomorrow evening. Yeah, I've got uh, two other family docs with me. Um, so Mark List, Dr. Mark List is out of Sioux Falls with Avera, and uh, Dr. Lisa Brown is in Custer with um, Monument, and, um, and, and we'll just talk about all these preventative care things. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, we're going to take our first break and give our listeners an opportunity to call in. We're happy to talk about any medical questions you have. So now is a great time to get those calls in. So we'll have time to address those. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. 
Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like t pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these, these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Before the break, we were talking about how this week our topic is preventative medicine or preventative health and the importance of getting in for those annual exams and just having a good checkup uh, for all the things that may or may not be going on with us. So let's talk about the importance of those exams and what uh, when do you want people to start coming in for those annual exams? You know, um, a short answer would be once a year for mm -hmm. anyone and everyone. Um, granted, you know, some of those really healthy 20 and 30 year olds, I don't know if you need to go in every year, but certainly every few years, every couple of years. And, and, uh, especially though it might be more often than if you've got certain risk factors. Um, and so that's where that discussion can help identify some of those and reasons why you may need to get things looked into sooner than maybe other people. Um, I'd, I'd say pretty much everyone, you know, once in, once they turn 40, should probably have an annual, annual visit with their doctor. And correct me if I'm wrong, but most insurances include some yeah, they, sort of coverage for yep, this yep. because they recognize the value of preventative health. Exactly. Right. Yep. It's going to be better for you and it's going to be better for the insurance company because once again, it costs a ton less to do some of these preventative care things than wait until they become bigger issues later. As part of these exams, we often will talk about mental health. What kind of check-ins do you do regarding mental health at these? We'll usually do a, a screening form to kind of look for um, anxiety or depression issues. Um, and uh, through the conversation, maybe we spot th something through the family history otherwise, too. Um, and so uh, that's one, th one way that we can help uh, screen and check for that. Okay. And then that can lead to a discussion. Mm -hmm. And our diet is another topic that may come up at these exams. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if someone's got higher blood pressure, mm -hmm. I might talk about uh, low sodium or low salt diet. Okay. Um, if they have pre-diabetes, like looks like they could get diabetes, or um, I might talk about a lower carbohydrate diet. You know, certainly avoid pop candy, sugar and sweets, and so on, but also all the carbohydrates limit those. Not that, that, that you need to go without it completely. You know, with certain diets they do, but 
it's it's hard to sustain those. Mm -hmm. But in general, maybe avoid having a second helping of potatoes or rice or bread and pastas. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and then also, of course, as you mentioned earlier, our exercise routines. I always appreciate Bob. I know I was listening to him on the morning way over here, and he says he's going to go on that afternoon walk. And it's cold out there, so this takes a commitment. And icy, so be careful. Right, right. But getting out right now in South Dakota isn't always a fun experience. But uh, it's great to get that encouragement from Bob on the radio and from our physicians and others to keep us moving. Yeah. What recommendations do you have to just keep moving, uh, even when it's not as easy as when it's a beautiful 70 degree day yeah. out? Well, every little bit helps. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you don't need to drive around the parking lot for 15 minutes looking for the closest parking spot. <laughs> you know, maybe just go ahead and park and avoid any door dings and park away from everyone and go on a a tiny walk there inside sure. and out or uh, plan to take the stairs whenever you can. Mm -hmm. um, and so those little things all add up. Uh, trying to go schedule time, not even need to schedule it, just plan that, okay, during my lunch break, I'm going to go on a walk. And boy, if you're going on a 10-minute walk during your lunch break, there's an hour about by the end of the week. And so it all adds up. Mm -hmm. right. And a walk after work too, perhaps. Sure. Just getting up and moving. That's That's good advice. Yeah. I know one of the topics you're going to look into more on the television show is osteoporosis. And you mentioned that in your essay as well. And you mentioned DEXA scans. Tell us more about what you learn from a DEXA scan and how those work. A uh, DEXA scan or a bone scan looks at how strong the bones are, um, how thick they are. Sometimes as we get older, they start to thin more. And so um, that can help determine are you at higher risk of a fracture of a, a bone breaking, particularly maybe in the hips or in the back. Um, and so if it's showing that someone's at risk, we may you know, increase the recommendations for having them take some vitamin D and getting enough calcium in their diet and exercising can strengthen the bones and not smoking and, you know, on and on lifestyle wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also we could consider medication if it's osteoporosis, if it's if it's weak enough, and and that can start out with various options, perhaps a once a week medication uh, to help strengthen the bones. And <laughs> a lot of times people don't like the idea of a med because they there's certain meds we say, well, yeah, you may need to be on this the rest of your life. But the Fosamax, the the Alendronate that uh, is usually first line for helping to strengthen the bones. We really only recommend being on it for five or six years. So you've been on, if you've been on it for longer than that, it's worth a conversation with your doctor. That's a great tie-in to having those medication reviews when we go right. in for those annual exams. What medications are we taking? How are they interacting with each other? How long have we been on it? Do we still need to be on this? Should you be on your aspirin or not? That causes problems sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, or should you be on vitamin D? Or should you take calcium? Should you take whatever to sleep every night? Can we try to get you off that medication that you take every night to sleep? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's helpful to make those adjustments if we can. Yeah. Also with that, we can review our immunizations. I know it's always a matter of if you have an injury, if you step on something with old rusty, it's like, when was that tetanus shot, right? So to right. make sure we have all those things up to date as well. We don't think about those things until all of a sudden 
Yeah, you, you know, it, we recommend it, a tetanus shot every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at least once as an adult to have a Tdap shot. So it's got tetanus and diphtheria in it, um, like the, a normal tetanus shot, uh, but also pertussis, so whooping cough covered in it. Because do, we do see whooping cough, and boy, that can be a nasty cough that lasts for six weeks or more. So it's nice to try to prevent that as well. Gotcha. What other immunizations as we're adults? I know we focus on them so much as kids. We keep our kids really on top of things. But as adults, what immunizations um, do we need to be making sure we're staying up to date on? Well, um, starting at age 50, we recommend a shingles shot. Mm-hmm. Shingles can cause a painful rash. I mean, you can choose not to get it. That's fine. But most people I've talked to that have had shingles or know someone that has had would rather have the shot. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's an option. Certainly a flu shot or a COVID shot or um, depending on if, if you travel, there might be other shots to consider. Um, and um, if you're over age 65 or have some other risk factors, lung disease or smoking, we might recommend a pneumonia shot. Mm-hmm. And there's a brand new one of those. In the past, often we did two different pneumonia shots and we, s- we still have those two options there. Um, and so, yeah, and those aren't an every year thing. Sure. Um, and, but sometimes we get those updated, uh, depending on if you're, if you got it the first one before age 65 or after 65, or maybe if it's been over 10 years, but, um, so those are just chance to look through all the immunizations and and see what, uh, you might need. Okay. Got it. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Shingles, also called herpes zoster, is a painful rash disease. Shingles can lead to severe nerve pain called postherpetic neuralgia that can last for months or years after the rash goes away. Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles. Almost one out of three people in the United States will develop shingles in their lifetime. You can get shingles at any age, but it's more common in older adults. Older adults also are more likely to have severe disease. The Center for Disease Control recommends that people age 50 and older get the shingles vaccine called Shingrex. Set an appointment to discuss shingles with your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Ellsworth, we have a question. 17-year-old girl was diagnosed with mono. How long will it take for her to recover and is it okay for her to continue her activities? You know, thankfully, mono is typically a self-limited disease. There's not really a treatment for it or that's needed, and usually it can have a fairly benign course. Um, it's caused from a virus, typically Epstein-Barr virus, although there's a couple other viruses that can cause mono-like illness. 
often in this age range, teenagers, um, although even younger or older can get it too, um, may have a sore throat associated with it. And fatigue is kind of the one of the main symptoms too, and especially because that fatigue can last for a month sometimes. So if you've had this sore throat, maybe even got treated and or thought that you had strep or something or a bad cold, but then now this fatigue is lingering. It's worth considering if you have mono. One reason why it's good to know for sure is especially if you're in contact sports. So um, with this, your spleen can become enlarged on the left side of your abdomen, your belly. And uh, so um, if you were to be in a contact sport and got hit hard at that spot, then the spleen could rupture and then that could be a really bad thing Mm -hmm. or emergency surgery. And so thus sometimes we'll recommend people sit out of their sport for a month. Okay. Um, And so meanwhile, it's good to rest and recover. If, if you really try to push it too early with mono, a lot of times that's when people are tired even longer. Um, and so really listening to your body and, and just taking that time to rest and recover um, will often help you recover faster than if you keep pushing it and then have relapses. What is the test for mono? I, we can do that with a blood test. A blood test. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what is mono? Yep, this mononucleosis from is what we call it, but caused from a virus, Epstein-Barr virus. It's a specific yeah. virus. And yep, and so it's, you know, the, we used to call this the kissing disease. Mm-hmm. It is spread through saliva. Mm-hmm. Um, but So you could get it from maybe sharing cups or, you know, maybe touching something and touching your mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but so, so... Uh, you can tease the teenagers then with that they get it. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> so maybe about a month to recover. Um, but it, it's worth knowing what you have so you can watch. Especially if you're in sports, yep. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, Dr. Ellsworth, we had another question come in. Um, this person has a history of blood clots in the family. Would you still advise getting the COVID booster, considering some information coming out about trouble with shots and blood clots? Yeah. Sure. Well, one thing to consider is that the risk of a uh, blood clot is a lot higher with COVID virus. And so if there's something that we can do to help decrease your risk of getting it or having less severe case, it would be getting the vaccine. So we have to weigh the risks and pros and cons. And the risk is extremely small uh, and smaller than, um, much smaller than, if you got COVID virus. Now, thankfully, yeah, we were seeing people have mild COVID cases all the time. But I was on call last night and there's about four people in the hospital or so right now that have COVID. Now, it's not that they're all in there with respiratory issues, but some of them do have things going on and COVID probably played a role in that, including blood clots. Mm -hmm. And so that's where getting vaccinated can help decrease your risk of that. Mm -hmm. So something to consider. Yeah. So it might still be a great option to get that and could talk to your doctor more if you have concerns. Yep. Yeah. We can still go ahead and get those boosters and all of that. We're still seeing COVID, it sounds like. Yeah, still seeing COVID. The other day I was on urgent care on Sunday and about seven or eight strep tests that were positive that day. So that was the theme on Sunday. Um, uh, But then at the end of the day, seven month old, turns out it was COVID. So. You know, that poor little baby was having fevers and some issues. And so 
Um, turns out that's what it was, even though I thought maybe that was going to be strapped too. Right, right. So we still can't say for sure sometimes. Right. So still, still winter here and still lots of um, sickness going yeah. around for yeah. sure. And one of the benefits to knowing is, is, um, is if you know early on enough, um, and if you have some higher risk conditions, you may want to get treated with the medication that we have for, for COVID that I've certainly had a lot of people tell me they felt a lot better, a lot sooner once they started that medication. So, okay. So still worth it. If we have those home test kits, if we're having some of those symptoms to so go ahead and do those home test kits. Or yep. yep. Sometimes with the new variants the the te- the home test kits aren't, they, they do come positive, but uh-huh. sometimes they're they're not accurate. And so, so sometimes it'll say negative and then do some tests later. And oh yeah, with a PCR test, a little more exact test in the lab that shows oh, actually it was COVID or influenza. We've certainly still had influenza. We had that big spike in January mm-hmm. of influenza A, um, but uh, we're still seeing some influenza. And at some point here, perhaps we'll see a spike of influenza B. Hard to know. Normally it peaks in South Dakota in the third week of January, although it's already peaked back in December before Christmas. Gotcha. But sometimes when it peaks so early, we see a second peak later. So we'll see. See what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, good to stay home if we're not feeling well. Keep our hands clean. Wear a mask if you (laughs) aren't feeling well, right? All right. Keep each other healthy. All right. Well, it's time for us to go on our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left to have you call in with your questions, 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Earlier in the show, we had a question about mono and Dr. Ellsworth was explaining to us that one of the risks uh, with mono is that it affects our spleen. We had a follow-up question. What what does a spleen do? What's the purpose of the spleen? It filters our blood. Now, our kidneys are filtering our, our, our blood and, you know, getting rid of waste and we pee, pee things out, right? Um, but uh, the spleen's helping filtering some of our old uh, red blood cells. Okay. So filtering that blood, uh, keeping that healthy. Yeah. Do some people have their spleens removed? Is yes, uh, it, you know, typically not uh, for a you know reason on purpose necessarily. Sure. More so, I mean, if the spleen was causing an issue, of course, um, but maybe there was an accident and they ended up losing their spleen, or maybe they were in a car accident and it ruptured or something, uh, and then they had to have their spleen removed because it can bleed. 
Um, and okay. so, um, so then if someone doesn't have their spleen, sometimes they're at higher risk of infection. And actually there's some shots we recommend okay. for people that have had a splenectomy, mm. had their spleen removed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Gotcha. So, but you can still carry on fairly normally without your spleen. Too. Okay. Yes. So it's important, but you can get, there's some options if you yeah. have to have that removed. Yeah. Now, we, now we know. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about preventative health care and those annual exams. One of the important parts of those annual exams are some of these cancer screenings that we do at different ages to um, check for things early on. As we've talked about before, catching things early makes all the difference. So talk about some of those um, cancer screenings that are easy to do and get some good results t- to know how to make informed decisions. Two of the the, the, the quote-unquote easiest, I, I guess maybe not easy, well, anyway. <laughs> not sure is, what characteristics, uh, how to call those. You know, there's, there's catching cancer early. Yes. And there's catching cancer before it's cancer, mm-hmm. before it can even turn into cancer. So if you catch breast cancer or prostate cancer early, you know, we can do all these, this blood test, the PSAs to try to screen for prostate cancer. In men, often starting age 55, worth a discussion with your doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, Earlier with family history issues, or if you're having symptoms, getting looked into earlier. Or for women, mammograms to help check for, find breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Often starting age 40 or so, some recommendations, 50, also looking at your your family history. those once you f- we found them okay there was cancer there's cancer there already so there's more to dealing with it mm-hmm. whereas with cervical cancer screening with pap smears and with colon cancer screening with colonoscopies we can go in and we find something that's precancerous and take it off right then and there before it even turns into a cancer and since it was precancerous that's all there is to it. We don't need to do anything else other than maybe look again after a little bit, get another pap smear a few years later, get another um, colonoscopy a few years later. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the benefit there. Some, and, and keep in mind some of the like Cologuard or, or, or an, and, and, and uh, stool tests, sometimes those are catching cancer. Don't get me wrong. They're good to do. And any, the best colon cancer screening is the one that gets done. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in those situations, the, there's already a cancer there. And, and so, and there can be obviously already a cancer there during a colonoscopy. But we can remove this precancerous lesion with the colonoscopy before it even grows into cancer. So the best cancer screenings are the ones that even catch it before it's cancer. And that's the colon cancer screening with colonoscopies and the pap smears with cervical cancer screening. Hearing you talk right now, I know some of us are just uncomfortable going to the doctor. Yeah, so you know, the, when like, I said easiest, I just maybe it was the right word. Don't want but. to go do that, <laughs> even though I love my doctor; she's amazing. It's just something we don't want to do. And you know, you were mentioning these different screens. I know women have it, men. We all have kind of this anxiety about yeah. going in, yeah. sharing everything, yeah. describing something gross. You know, yeah. Help us feel more comfortable <laughs> with these things. Well, it can help when you've, if you just get in and plan to at least talk to your doctor. Yeah. And then, you you know, if it's someone you know and, and, and trust and you form that relationship, that can help make it easier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they can come up with an alternative solution. You know, once in a while, I've, I've done a pap smear with someone under anesthesia, mm. you know, especially if it was someone with maybe some mental issues or something. Mm-hmm. And so... 
Um, and and so that's been so then that's a better experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, once in a while, I'll do a vasectomy with someone under anesthesia because they just didn't feel like they could handle handle it, you know, with them awake. And and so we can sometimes come up with some some solutions to help make it happen. And also keep in mind, it's going to be a lot easier doing this one-time thing than having chemo every week for um, a few months or years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like the anxiety I experienced before the appointment, it ends once, I, once I'm in the appointment. Exactly. Because the, the staff is always wonderful. The physicians, the nurses, they're always wonderful. And you can just tell it's routine for them. And well, no one's always wonderful, but we do our best. <laughs> yes. Sure, sure. But it's just routine for um, the medical staff. You know, it's, yeah. they do this all the time. So they've seen it, heard it all. Right, right. right. So Yeah. When we see it walking down the street, I'm not thinking about any <laughs> any of that. So I don't remember any of that, really. Yes. I document it, and then it's out of sight, out of mind. Right, right. <laughs> so we should just go in, get those screenings done, even the ones that are a little less pleasant. Or if we have issues, don't be afraid to bring them up so that they can be addressed while right. they're still small. Right. Right. All right. Any other final comments, Dr. Ellsworth, regarding preventative medicine that you want to share with our listeners today? Well, you know, if, if, if there's a particular screening or thing that you just don't want to do, mm-hmm. um, please don't keep that from coming in to see your doctor to talk about all the other preventative mm. care things. Mm-hmm. If there's a shot, if there's a colonoscopy, if there's a pap smear or, or breast exam, mammogram that keeps you from going in, go in anyway and we'll not do that one, but we can get everything else done. Sure. That's great advice. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio this morning. Before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc, most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, February 2nd, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will discuss the benefits of preventative health care with Dr. Mark List from Avera Medical Group in Sioux Falls and Dr. Lisa Brown from Monument Health Custer Clinic. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>